This is the moment of truth for Penn State football as they get ready to take on Michigan. And Michigan has a whole nother set of situations going on with the Big Ten office. We will keep you up to date with the latest right here. Locked on Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I am Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We always appreciate you joining us. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown College for $20 off your first purchase. All right, we are going to actually talk some football here. Michigan is at Penn State Saturday. It's a big deal. It's a big game. We'll get to it. We'll also give you the up-to-minute information regarding the Big Ten office toward Michigan and any penalty for Spygate. We'll look out west. Maybe the officials cost Nebraska big time this weekend. And our Tuesday tweets. Hang around to the end for that. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe down below for free and uh, follow Locked On Big Ten wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Let's start off real quick with an update on the Big Ten situation. The Big Ten on Monday formally notified Michigan it could be facing disciplinary action from the league. They did it in writing. It's part of the Big Ten sportsmanship policy, which requires notification of discipline in advance. And, of course, this is all part of the illegal off-campus scouting signal-stealing scandal that Michigan is in the middle of. The Big Ten can impose penalties without waiting through the NCAA investigation to conclude. We don't think that's going to conclude until 2024. Michigan will have until Wednesday to respond to this, okay? And keep in mind, athletic director Ward Manuel, he did not travel to Texas for the college football playoff selection committee meetings. Of course, every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, we have the new rankings. He's part of that. Not going this week, excusing himself from that. He has things to deal with back in Ann Arbor. All right. Michigan and Jim Arbaugh are expected to explore all legal options should he be suspended by the conference. So that's where we're at right now. Steamrolling ahead toward the Penn State game that they have at home against Michigan. How many storylines do we have in this football game? Let's start with Penn State, and then we'll come back and talk about Michigan. Last year, of course, as you know, if you follow Penn State football, they beat everybody. They beat everybody on their schedule except Michigan and Ohio State. Pretty good football team. And as we have talked at length on this podcast, particularly over the summertime, we've talked about how Penn State needs to at least finish one and one against the Big Two. That means this game against Michigan is Penn State's last stand because they've already lost to Ohio State. There are a few things in Penn State's favor here this week. First of all, number one, they're at home. Drew Aller is a completely different quarterback at home than he is on the road. Second, the narrative that Michigan's schedule has been really easy. It's true. So this will be by far the toughest game on their schedule, the toughest environment they've gone in. Of course, at Beaver Stadium, 
That's not easy. Although Michigan is used to playing in front of 100,000 fans every week. It's not a big deal, but it's a little bit different when the 100,000 are cheering against you versus cheering for you. Now, there's the chance that, of course, Jim Harbaugh may not be on the sidelines for this game. He may be suspended. We'll find out soon enough before this week is up for sure. And although I should point out, Michigan is used to that too. They're 3-0 and without Harbaugh on the sidelines this year. He's already done the suspension thing for other items at the beginning of the season, of course. But uh, Michigan is pretty good at remaining laser-focused, keeping their eye on the ball, like they're laser focused on these games and not the outside outside noise. I got to give them credit for that. Now, here's a big negative for Penn State. Other than the fact that Michigan might have the most complete roster in college football and be good enough to win a national championship, there might actually be more pressure in this game on James Franklin and Penn State. More so than on Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. Why? Well, Penn State wins football games. In fact, they win a lot of football games. But Franklin is not only criticized for his failure to beat Michigan and Penn State, he's also criticized for how his teams win against everybody else. Uh, the offense, it isn't explosive enough. They don't throw downfield enough. Well, actually, that part might be true. They don't score enough, even though they just scored 51 points at Maryland. I'll give you a perfect case in point on the kind of pressure on James Franklin here. And right after they had beaten Maryland 51 to 15, he had to interrupt his post-game press conference on Saturday to point out that the line of questioning kind of made him feel like he'd lost the game, not won the game. And he asked him, can, can I please just enjoy this one for 15 minutes before he start peppering me with questions about Michigan? There is a lot of pressure on him for this football game. The media, the media was already fixated. On, uh, on getting Franklin's thoughts about this game. But, you know, this is exactly what I'm talking about with the kind of pressure that Jim uh, James Franklin is under at Penn State. Everything comes down to this Michigan game. Absolutely everything comes down to it. I mean, the minute the schedules came out, everyone saw that the Michigan game was at home and the timer on the pressure cooker was set right then and there. It's all been focused into this Saturday. And even though Penn State has one of the best defenses in the country, Michigan's is arguably better, a little bit better. They're both really good. Don't get me wrong. If the Michigan secondary locks down the Penn State passing game here and Penn State stays conservative on offense, and if they are trailing, I could see a scenario where a few boo birds come out uh, at, at Beaver Stadium in the second half, right? Can you? I mean, think about it. They're, this fan base is frustrated. They they want this game, and they and they want points, and they want flash, and they want style. Remember when I said Michigan is used to playing in front of a hundred thousand fans, except those fans that are you know the ones that are usually cheering for them at home. Well, what if Michigan silences this big crowd and gets the Beaver Stadium crowd to kind of turn on them a little bit, turn on the play calling? Let's let's just leave it at that. Um, that could be quite a situation and an advantage for Michigan. On the other side, Michigan comes into this game on absolute cruise control. Every facet of their game is clicking. They run. They pass. They don't commit penalties. They don't turn the ball over. By the way, Penn State doesn't turn the ball over either. So these two teams take care of the ball. Now, I can see this game coming down to the running attacks. I think a lot of people do. You got Michigan with Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. They can have a big day. 
Now, Penn State has occasionally given up some uh, ground yardage. They have. And just when everybody's not looking, of course, J.J. McCarthy can find Roman Wilson for a touchdown. They've done that a bunch this year. But, you know, Penn State, they've got a, a super strong running game as well. Nick Singleton and Katron Allen, they are a wonderful one-two punch, and that will be the strength of their game. So, as usual, games like this are decided by who can establish the line of scrimmage. And, uh, honestly, both sides have future NFL talent uh, in the trenches on both sides of the ball. A lot of good players in there. And that's where this game is going to be won or lost, and it's, it's going to be a grudge match. Absolutely. And I think whoever controls the ground strategy is going to win this football game. And again, I think it's going to be a little bit on the lower side because teams, I think they're both going to establish the run. The clock's going to be running the whole thing. Um, I, I think uh, there'll be maybe, maybe a less one or two less possessions because the emphasis on the run by the time you carry it out, I think it will be a lower scoring game. In the meantime, we are going to continue watching for off the field announcements from big 10 commissioner. Uh, Tony Petiti and his office and whether Harbaugh is suspended for this game or two or Spygate. And then of course, whether Michigan president Santa Ono has any more choice words for Tony Petiti or maybe even some legal action. So stay tuned for all that. This is going to be an exciting pivotal week in the big 10. We'd love your comments. Uh, I think we got like 400 comments yesterday. Thank you. Keep them coming on YouTube and on Twitter at Talk Big Ten. And uh, don't forget our website, talkbigten.com, with the number 10. So in a minute, we're going to take a look at what's going on in the West. The officials may have missed a call in the Nebraska game. They may have cost Nebraska the game. And the way the things are stacked up on the top of the West, every game, every play matters out there. Plus, we've got uh, Big Ten hoops. It's basketball season two. We'll touch on that. Plus, Tuesday tweets all coming up in just a minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. You know, you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel because all your friends are doing it or people at work are doing it, people are talking about it, and you want to know what it is, you should jump in. You should check this out. There's no better time to get in on the action. Their app at FanDuel, very easy to use. Give you a wide range of things to check out, like point spreads, player props, over-unders, all that. I'm, I'm going to give you a, a hot tip right now. FanDuel has Michigan at a four-and-a-half-point favorite at Penn State, and the over-under is set at 44. I just told you, I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. Take the under. I think at the most, it's going to be like 28-14. Won't tell you until Friday's show who I think is going to win, but 28-14, that's going to be under 44 points. Take that. So visit FanDuel.com slash on. Kick off the rest of your NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So let's explore what happened this weekend with Nebraska. Uh, Heinrich Harburg might have gotten robbed against Michigan State. Michigan State won the game 2017. So Nebraska's in scramble mode at the end of the game, and his final pass falls incomplete. Michigan State wins the game. But it was the next-to-last play 
that everybody is talking about. Ball gets stripped out uh, from Harburg. It's a fumble. He recovers it, but it's an 18-yard loss and a sack. The clock keeps running. Nebraska doesn't have any timeouts. Afterward, Fox Sports College football analyst Dean Blandino, he says he believes that Harburg's arm was still moving right when the ball came out. Therefore, it would have been a forward, incomplete pass. The clock would have stopped. There would have been more time for more plays. And it um, would have been a couple more chances for Nebraska to get closer. They were at the 46-yard line. They could have got into field goal range. They got a good kicker, freshman kicker. He made a 55-yard kick the previous week. They could have got within his range. And um, some were wondering why the Big Ten officials did not review the call. For one, Nebraska was out of timeout, so they couldn't have, like, stopped the game and given the guys up in the booth an extra minute or two to look at it. And secondly, after the fact, the Big Ten does not comment on judgment calls from officials. So, look, to lose a chance to tie or win a game like that on a missed call, that's one thing. That's bad. That's hard to swallow. But in the Big Ten West, it's everything. One play can mean one game and one win. And one win is going to determine who the champion is out of the West that gets to play in the Big Ten Championship against the East. And you know, I don't have to tell you, if you're a fan of the Big Ten right now, there's there's four teams that are jumbled up in there with Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. Now, this weekend, Iowa won their game 10-7 against Northwestern out at Wrigley Field on a 53-yard field goal in the last few seconds. Minnesota lost the last-minute heartbreaker to Illinois. A depleted Wisconsin team lost at Indiana. And, of course, Nebraska, previously winners of five of their last six, they lose at the end here to Michigan State. The margin of error, it's razor thin, and those losses are one thing. But, again, missed call is another thing, and it could have could cost somebody a chance to play in for a championship. So keep that in mind. Um, I know you people who watch who are Huskers fans are pretty irate about it. A lot of people are talking about it here uh, as we get into the week. And I don't blame you. I don't blame you one bit. All right, um, Monday night, 10 Big Ten basketball teams in action. So basketball season is here. It is overlapping with football season. It's a great time of year. Number three, Purdue. They won over Sanford pretty easily. Penn State got their win over Delaware State. Rutgers lost to Princeton. I was a little, little bit surprised by that. And Ohio State had a fit with Oakland, 79-73. So that was – and the, the ladies are in action too. And, of course, everybody likes to talk about Caitlin Clark and Iowa and the number three-ranked Lady Hawkeyes. They beat Fairleigh Dickinson, 102-46. to Caitlin Clark, 28 points and 10 rebounds in that game. Uh, tonight, uh, the ladies, Moorhead State is at number 23, Illinois. Back to the men for a minute uh, tonight, Tuesday night. Florida Gulf Coast University. They are in Bloomington to take on the Indiana Hoosiers. That is at 6.30 on the Big Ten Network. Mount St. Mary's is at Maryland, North Dakota at Iowa, and UNC Asheville is at Michigan. That's the 8.30 game tonight on the Big Ten Network. So lots going on with both the football. So we got football. We've got Spygate, Big Ten office getting involved, the commissioner's office, NCAA stuff, hoops. It's all happening. It's all coming together. And I want to thank you guys for going on this ride with us here on Locked On Big Ten. Uh, those that listen every day, you every dayers mean everything. Thank you very much. 
those that just kind of casually hang out or discover us along the way, great. The more, the merrier. We always ask you to subscribe. There's a subscribe button down below. Just click it. Subscribe. Be part of this podcast. And uh, you really help us out. It's free. No other obligation. Just click it, and you're good to go. Or you could share, follow, and like Lockdown Big Ten, no matter how you consume this podcast, whether audio only uh, or on the video on YouTube as well. And another programming note, if you're new, Fridays, we take part in our Lockdown College Football Kickoff Live show. It's an hour-long preview to the upcoming weekend. I don't host it. I contribute to it. It airs on this channel, on Lockdown Big Ten, as well as all the other Lockdown Colleges. So it is something worth checking out going into the weekend. We're all very proud of that. So um, thank you for all of that. And coming up in a minute, our Tuesday tweets are some great ones. We'll see if you made the list. If I follow you on Twitter, back and forth, whatever. Uh, I'll share some of the, the best ones over the past week. That is in one minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. Maybe you've been to a game lately. Maybe you want to go to a game lately. Well, that's where Game Time and their app can come in handy to help you buy tickets. It's the easiest way possible. Download the Game Time app. Uh, you can get last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, everything they have. And they got views from your seat. You can look right on your phone. Oh, that's going to be my view if I buy that ticket. It's a great deal. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event or even one hour after the event uh, starts. I've told you I used to live in L.A. You show up late to events all the time. You can still get the tickets. No big deal at all. Very easy. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKDOWNCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. And the redeem code is locked on college, L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. So, what we like to do here is Tuesday tweets. I find some tweets that I find amusing that I think you would find amusing, and I like to share them with you. So, let's do it. I'm going to put them up here on the screen. And if you're listening on audio only, I will try to describe them as best I can for you. Uh, this one comes from PFF College. And it just is a picture of Blake Corum in a road, Michigan, Jersey. Blake Corum, 16, 16. He's got 16 touchdowns already. A leader in college football, rushing touchdowns. Blake Corum, he is a machine at the goal line. A nice luxury for the Wolverines to have. Meanwhile, here's one from at Mr. Ohio. A few positives for the Buckeyes through nine games. It's a four box of uh, pictures of Buckeyes. It says the silver bullets are back. We have an elite defense. Yes, they do. Ohio State is definitely a second half team. Yes, they are. Travion Henderson is the best running back in the Big Ten when healthy. I think Blake Corm would have an argument, but it is an argument worth having because they are both outstanding, and Ohio State just looks a little different where they have Travion Henderson healthy and in the lineup. And the last one, Marvin Harrison Jr. has a shot to win the Heisman. Yes, he does. Absolutely. 
All right, here is one. It's a freeze frame of a video. If you if you download it, you can play the video. It is from at Heavens FX, and it's it's like a little red alert button. It says Iowa just put Cooper DeGene on offense. Yes, people have been clamoring, and there's a video of the play uh, earlier in the Northwestern game at Wrigley Field, and Cooper DeGene is their best player. He returns punts. He intercepts balls. He's a, he's a great uh, defensive player, and he just just has a knack for making things happen when he gets the football. So why not put him on offense that is lacking? Boom. Yeah, they did it. Good play, Iowa. We also have one from at Swanky Wolverine. We usually uh, we check in with him. Um, let's see here. Uh, rest in peace to all those Twitter insiders who just knew, quote-unquote, that Harbaugh was not going to coach versus Purdue and then pivoted again and swore he'd be suspended today. This is uh, from uh, over the weekend. He goes, I hear the sounds of tweets being deleted. All right, there was some chatter out there that he might be suspended this weekend. I never believed it for a minute that he would uh, not be on the sidelines against Purdue. However, I will not make that same guarantee going into the Penn State game. I, I think something's coming down here midweek. I don't know what Michigan can do. They they will do something legally. I don't know if they're, that ends up being some sort of stay where he isn't suspended right away. I don't know. My prediction right now, I predict that the commissioner is going to give him two games in the middle of the week, and that would be Penn State and it would be Maryland, and then he comes back to all the noise and media hype of the Penn, of the, for the Ohio State game at the end of the season. That's what I think is going to happen. If, if you were to ask me right now, this very moment, do I think that should happen? All these are all different things, different questions, but I think that is what is going to happen. Meanwhile, here is at college football report. Crazy fact. It's an action shot of Michigan versus Penn state. He says, uh, Michigan and Penn state combined have outscored their opponents 211 to zero in the third quarter of their games this season. Yes, you read that right. Neither team has allowed their opponent to score in the third quarter all season long. Will be a great game this weekend. Yeah, that is a fact. Neither team has given up a point in the third quarter. It's fascinating. Again, great defenses going head-to-head. Another reason, I just said earlier, why I think there might be a lower-scoring game. Here is a picture from at Unnecessary Roughness. It is a picture of Jim Harbaugh and Santa Ono, the school president, hugging on a sideline. It says, um, the Big Ten commissioner met with Michigan President Santa Ono and asked him to suspend Jim Harbaugh for two games. Ono said there was a lack of evidence and told the commissioner to, quote-unquote, get lost. That's what we did our podcast on yesterday. Feel free to go back on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast and check out yesterday's podcast. It was very popular. Don't be left out. And if you did check it out already, thank you. Thank you very much for doing that. I appreciate that. And finally, here's a fun shot from overhead of Wrigley Field with a Northwestern football field jammed in there from Saturday, in case you haven't gotten a chance to see it. This is from at College Football on Fox. Look how they jammed this thing in here. They literally removed the third base dugout, filled it with dirt and grass so they can extend the end zone corner because they needed every inch of that field to put, to put the football field in there. If I'm a wide receiver, are you laying out for a uh, fade pattern at the back pylon, knowing you're going to end up in a in a brick wall? No, thank you. But anyway, quite the spectacle. Wanted to share that. I thought that was a pretty cool picture 
to uh, share with you here on Tuesday tweets. That's it. Thank you very much. Uh, if we used you, great. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at TalkBig10. And uh, don't forget, you could also find us on our website at TalkBig10.com. That's with the number 10 always on everything we do. And also feel free to hit me up with the comments here on YouTube as well. Always appreciate it. And in the meantime, be sure to subscribe down below if you haven't yet and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked On Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Coming up on the week, we'll have more of the latest from the Big Ten office. So Jim Harbaugh and Michigan will be all over it, and uh, we'll start previewing more games as well as we get closer to the weekend. In the meantime, I want to invite you to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything going on in sports. In the meantime, have yourself a great day. As always, I thank you for checking us out here on Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Sheeman.